Welcome aboard. I'm Brad. I'm Eric. And I'm Scott. Welcome to My Ship Story Podcast. This is a podcast where we invite crew members, both past and present, to tell their stories about life at sea. So come up to the pool bar and grab a drink. Sit back, relax, because it's time for My My Ship Ship Story. Story. (laughs) That was terrible. Hey, welcome aboard, everybody, to another episode of My Ship Story. I'm Brad, and got with me as usual, Scott and Eric. Um, Eric, anything going on today? Mm, no, not much. Again, still showing houses. This real estate market is still insane. Uh, Scott, you got anything going on? Need to get off your chest? Um, no, not today. I've, I've got a little issue with my heel. My foot is sore, but you know what? It's it's the end of June, and and we it's normally hot already. We've gotten a, a massive amount of rain. Yeah, yeah. And um, I don't know if we let the cat out of the bag that we're uh, recording two podcasts today, but we did one earlier. And um, I had to uh, dip out for a minute because I'm uh, smoking a bunch of meat today. So uh, <laughs> hope it all turns out. Got to check on my meat as soon as we're done here. So. <laughs> I've never all smoked. Right, well, uh, you said you were smoking a roast and a brisket. I've never smoked a roast before. Two, two roasts. Two roasts and a brisket. Okay. All right. Well, let's, uh, hey, let's uh, introduce our, our guest for today. Uh, we do not know this person. Uh, we did not work with her. So this is a new one, but she says she's got a good ship story. So this is what we want. Um, so I'd like to welcome aboard Chrissy Moody. Hello. <laughs> Thank Hi, you, Chrissy. Brad. Hello. <laughs> nice to meet everybody. Hi there. So tell us, um, tell us a little bit about um, how you got on ships. What, how, how did it happen? Well, it was kind of um, when I finished uh, qualifying as a beauty therapist, because that's what I did on cruise ships. Um, a lot of um, the girls went straight on the cruise ships and I kept thinking, oh, yes, I'd like to do that. And just things kept happening, you know, with family and other stuff. So it was really like a few years afterwards and I sort of um, and then what happened was I got a uh, went on holiday to Kushadasi in Turkey and it was just one night and I was watching, you know, the ships come in, the ships leaving. And I thought this was about October, November time. And I said, right, next year, I'm definitely doing it. What year so, was it? Um, this would have been 2000. Oh, oh wow. Well, really nine, 99 going into 2000. Um, so then I applied to Steiner, which is, um, you know, what took care of the, you know, beauty therapists on board. Mm. Um, and then that was, re- so that was like the April. And then by June of uh, 2000 um i was on a cruise ship <laughs> so it was wonderful what cruise ship did you go to the first one i'm um, probably my most favorite ship ever um it was the r1 so it was like uh, just you know it looked enormous to me obviously at the time but it was just like <laughs> you know because i'd never s- seen a ship that close mm-hmm. but then s- stepping on the ship it was just like <clears throat> i don't know it just became like one big family and you know from like never being on a ship um everybody was just so helpful a, a super cabin mate you know just she obviously done loads of ships before and she just really showed me the ropes um and it just took off from there i just you know completely fell in love with it and you know did it for you know the next five years <laughs> and, and so oh, yeah. to give people an idea of how big the staff is on like what was the size of the spa sat, uh, slash salon on on our one Oh, I'm thinking it was pro- it wasn't such a big team. Obviously, I went on to bigger ships yeah. and the team was bigger. I'd say about 10, you know, there would okay. be a fitness instructor, um, you know, a specialist massage therapist. And then obviously you had a team of three hairdressers, I believe. 
And then the rest was made of a beautician, beauty therapist. So yeah. probably, but I would say maybe 10 or 12, you yeah. know, crew staff. And, and then on the big ships about how big were the staff? Cause they were significantly higher, correct? Definitely. Um, I think, um, say for the, for the example, um, on the adventure that was like on a, on a, um, Royal Caribbean. I think the staff was something like twenty to twenty-five. It's huge. Oh, wow. You know, a lot. Yeah, a lot of, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and then there was like, you know, maybe six rooms on the R one. Um, you know, you move to a bigger ship, and you know, you're looking at fifteen rooms. So it was just totally massive. <laughs> now, did you? Um, so you came on the R one about two thousand. So that would have been a couple of years after it came out, because I think we brought that out in ninety-eight. Uh, oh wow! That I brought that out sometime in '98. It would have been uh, later '98, but I can't remember exactly. So, did you work for Renaissance until they went bankrupt, and that's when when you went to uh, Royal Caribbean? This is true. Um, I was on the R1, and that actually turned out to be the longest ship I ever did because the itinerary changed. I got on it in June, um, and then in August we actually did. Um, you know, we were asked, did we want to stay for a bit longer because we we're going to do like a 52 day cruise all the way over to Bangkok Wow! and then 52 days back. And I thought about it for a minute and I said, yes, <laughs> you know, so seeing a huge, I mean, I think in total, I was on that ship for like 11 months, you know, because we came back in June. Um, That's a long I came back tour. And I, it was, but it was, you know, you couldn't say no to that. I mean, you know, I got to see like places like Vietnam, Kuala Lumpur, um, Singapore, Bangkok. It was just uh, India. It's just fantastic. But yes, it was. <laughs> it was a long ship. But as I say, you know, the same people kind of were still with me. You know, we all agreed we'd, we'd do the 52 days and um, 52 days back. So it was amazing. Yes. And mm. sadly, I was actually on the R6. Um when we actually eventually docked up in, in Gibraltar. Um, that was the only place that would actually let us dock. And we were the R6 here and the R8 was in front of us. So, and I actually had a friend that worked on the R8. So we were just like waving at each other at certain times in the day, you know? That's awesome. <laughs> were you stuck there for a while? I think in total, we sailed around for maybe like three weeks. Um, it could even have been as much as a month, three to four weeks. Um, because we just couldn't get docked anywhere. But, you know, we kept ourselves busy with, you know, with lots of activities and the staff just all really, you know, staff crew all came together. You know, um, we just did the best out of the situation that we could. And then we got notification that, yes, we were going to go to Gibraltar. Um, I always wanted to see Gibraltar, believe it or not. <laughs> not <laughs> maybe, maybe not like that, <laughs> but because uh, that was on the itinerary. You know, we were actually meant to stop at Gibraltar and we'd actually planned to take the day off and do it. But, um, you know, I got to see it in a, in a completely different way. So, but yes, I think the day we docked and then we were, we were let off the next day and we just flew straight home. See the macaques, mm. the Barbary apes. No, it, it, it was, it, it literally was off the ship into the airport. Oh, okay. <laughs> I have seen them since though, but that, <laughs> but, that, but that day, no, it was literally off the ship and then we were you know, straight to the airport and flying back home. So was that yeah. the, uh, is that, was that when everything folded? Like everybody got off the ships and flew home and went bankrupt? It is. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, 
as I say, this is why it is so poignant because I think, you know, they were a, a really good company. I just think they they just, well, they didn't know, but they just, they grew so quickly and they got like, you know, made it up to eight ships. And then I think just because they couldn't get the passengers, you know, to Europe or to other locations, you know, it just, I think, financially crippled them. And it was really sad because they were a fantastic cruise line to work for and their ships were beautiful. So, you know, it, it was uh, kind of a sad day, you know, because uh, I'd have still probably worked on them, you know, if they were still going. So, yeah, and, it was kind of. Yeah. And as you mentioned, lots of good people on those Renaissance ships. Somehow they managed to really hire really good people there. Just, just, just never. I just don't remember having much of a problem with anybody. It was, it was really good there. And to, you mentioned, you know, they Renaissance had built eight ships really fast and I don't think any of them were paid for. And that's what, and that's, no, what, that's did what did it. In. That's what did it. They, they had, they were still paying for ships and they didn't have any income and it went downhill in a hurry. Yeah, pretty much. I think, um, you know, it is, it's like you say, Brad, it, it was, it was like literally completely walking onto a ship and having a complete family. You know, a lot of people that I worked on the R1, you know, um, actually turned, you know, we all agreed, if you like, you know, to continue working together and we all kind of met up again on the R6, you know, so there was still a lot of people. And even till this day, um, you know, I'm friends with other people from other ships, don't get me wrong, but, you know, the ones that I've made friends from like the R1 even, you know, still contact them today. So it's great, you know, through Facebook and, you know, and just every so often message, you know, so it is just the best people ever. I, I, I couldn't have been happier, you know, when they said, yes, the R1. <laughs> did those right. ships, uh, did all those ships um, uh, get retooled and, and are they still out there or are they all have gone to the graveyard? I think over the years I've heard, you know, different people have put like, you know, various messages. And I think a lot of the, the ships have been renamed, you know, and I think there's still a lot of them, if not all of them still out there, but under different oh, wow. names. Oh, yeah. Um, I think so, Eric, I think yeah. Eric knows, knows about Yeah. It. So princess princess bought two of them. I think it was R3 and R4 uh, or R4 and R5. I don't remember which R3 and R4. Were. It was R3, R3 and R4. Because they were yeah. in Tahiti. Yes. We moved them. Well, they moved them to Tahiti. They were in Singapore. Um, when they picked them up and then did a rehab, you know, made them princessized them and then moved them over and they were beautiful ships. I actually loved them. I had worked on big ships for, for the majority of my time and even sailed as a guest on big ships. I sailed on, on, on one of those in Tahiti and I absolutely loved it. And it wasn't just Tahiti, but I love the size of the ship. I loved it. Even as a guest, you got to know the other guests. Like we'd go on a tour one you know, one port and then we go on a tour in the next port and we would have the same people on our tour again. So like you get to know people. Um, and it was just, it, it was just great. I, I loved the size of the ship. It was what, what size beautiful were, ships. Uh, roughly what size were they? They were about 700 guests. I'm, I think. Oh, wow. About 700 passengers. Yeah. About That's 350 perfect. crew, something mm -hmm. like that, like 300, yep. 350 crew and about 700, uh, 700 guests. So maybe a little bit more. Yeah, that's about but right. Beautiful, beautiful ships. They, they, they still had that elegant style where there was a lot of woodwork on the ship. Mm. Um, it wasn't like the glass, steel and glass that you get of the new ships. It was just, they were really pretty because it just, it, you know, it, it kind of brought this feeling of like this old style cruising just because of the way it looked it, but it was modern, but it, they just beautiful, beautiful. Ships. Yeah. It was, I, I, I it was classy, not yeah. flashy. Yes, exactly. Yeah. 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 But Hey, um, 
Chrissy, are you uh, warmed up, ready to tell your ship story? <laughs> I think so, yes. <laughs> All right, let's hear it. Let's hear it. My name is Christy Moody, and this is my ship story. It started realistically the day before 9 11, which I'm sure everybody will remember where they were. We were in Europe and we were just leaving from, I think it was Copenhagen, but we were on our way to Antwerp in Belgium. Earlier in the day, we'd been notified that we were going to be in for some pretty rough weather. And we thought, okay, so the guidelines to like, you know, secure everything with towels, you know, like the massage beds, you know, trolleys, anything that could move, you know, we tried to secure it as best we could. So I was on the late shift and that meant like, you know, working from eight to eight. And it got about um, seven o'clock. And so far, the weather had been great. No issues, no problems. And I thought, oh, you know, I've got one more facial. You know, maybe we'll make it through. The lady turned up and she was lovely. And she was having a therapy facial. So welcomed her into the room, got her all ready. You know, proceeded to do the treatment. Still again, weather's still fine. And uh, got to the stage and I thought, oh, I could maybe get away with this, you know. And then it got to the point where um, I was putting on the facial mask. And then the ship started to pitch. And then it was pitching a lot. (laughs) So it was literally going up and down but it was really going down and really starting to come up were you like <laughs> oh, just quick question what part of the ship was the the beauty salon on it was um i think it was on the seventh deck okay Somebody's so for to... that ship it was pretty high up and was it, it on was. it wasn't in the middle it was on one of the ends it was yeah it was one of the ends i had um the, the salon and I had the room right beside the salon so it had a huge big window it was a beautiful right. room you know yeah. you could do your treatment and watch the world go by it all started well and as I say we got to that facial mask stage looking at maybe another 15-20 minutes to finish the treatment and then the ship just started <laughs> really pitching and I could really see myself going forward and looking into the window and then coming back on myself And then it just got worse and worse and it got rougher and rougher where we were really diving down and really diving back up to the point where the bed literally forced me into the wall. And then we went back down again. And I'm thinking, I have to say to this lady, this isn't going to be good. You know, we probably need to wind this treatment up. It's not safe. So I said to the lady, um, you know, I think that the seas are just getting so rough here that um, I don't think it's, it's going to be good or safe for us to, you know, continue the treatment. She was as calm as a cucumber. And she said, <laughs> she said, Chrissy, I have been in rougher seas. This is nothing. We will be fine. Please continue my facial. <laughs> okay. So, as I say, the treatment progressed and it got to the stage. I mean, it could have been 10, 15 minutes. It seemed like, an, it seemed like hours for me anyway. But at one point, I literally was holding the bed because I could feel it moving towards this big window and then holding the client because she was starting to slip off the bed every time we went forward and then came back on herself. Oh, no. uh, all I could think of was, you know, this big window's great, but if we go through it, it's not going to be end so well. I mean, it was, you know, so we're literally coming towards the inch and inch and inch. And I'm like so scared now. And she's, she's like, you know, she's so happy. She's loving the treatment. Um, so it gets to the stage where I'm like, oh my goodness, I don't think I can hold this woman and the bed any longer. And then it suddenly became all calm. Slowly but surely, we all just came out of this roughness um, and we got back to normal. Now, during this time, I could hear next door in the salon, trolleys were flying, nail polishes were going everywhere. It was just devastation. Once we'd finished the treatment and I'd said goodbye to the lady, I came out and I kind of looked around for everybody and I couldn't see anyone. And then the fitness instructor turned up 
And I said, where is everyone? And he said, see, everyone but us two have had really bad seasickness. They're all downstairs at the doctors. We were the only two standing. And then we looked at the devastation in the salon and we were like, it's going to be a long night because you know, it's going to be us to cleaning it up. Everybody, it else, up. Yeah. everybody else is down in the medical center getting seasick treatment. You know, at least it proved a point. I didn't get seasick. He didn't get seasick. But um, between the two of us, we tied it up as much as we could. And then we just said, you know, I have never wanted to go to the crew bar so much to have a drink <laughs> as I do now. Um, and then obviously, you know, the next day I actually had off. Um, so I didn't actually realize about 9-11 until I actually came back on the ship, you know, had a great day out in Belgium, came back and, you know, so those two things, you know, the worst weather ever I've gone through. And then obviously the sad thing that, you know, 9-11 ha- actually happened the next day. So it's just a memory that I'll never forget for sure. And when the when the boat, when the ship was pitching uh, up and down, did a lot of stuff fall off the shelves and, and a lot of chairs slide or anything or? Well, this was this was happening in this, you know, everything in my room, you know, I had uh, got the trolley behind my chair and it was just really secure in the bed. So it didn't move. But obviously we tried our best, you know, in the salon to to make everything safe so that it wouldn't move. But obviously we didn't realize how much the ship was going to dip and pitch, you know, so it just went on its, you know, chairs flying this way, trolleys tipped over went that way products everywhere that'd be crazy <laughs> that'd be crazy and apparently your your uh your guest or your client was as a big fan of roller coasters because <laughs> perfect through it all i think yeah she was a dream client she's like you oh, know it's okay she, oh, it's she, she right. kind of <laughs> she kind of made me feel better thinking oh i've been through worse than this this is you know i've had been on you know she was a big time cruiser you know so i've been on cruises you know for 20 years i've had worse weather than this we'll be fine you know i so. always i always have a margarita before i come get my facial <laughs> <laughs> do you know how high the, the the seas were that day by any chance do you have any idea besides it was really really rough I don't, but I think, you know, like the, the, the waves were literally hitting my window, you know, so oh, we were wow. really going down and really coming oh, back wow. up. Wow. Um, the next day when we talked to like the people, you know, that worked in the dining area, oh, it was just, it, they had devastation, you know. <laughs> I can imagine the dining room with all the cups and the carts and stuff and plates and everything was just, you know, flying everywhere and smashing, you know, and they quickly cleared the dining room out, you know, people mm. probably they'd still want to be sitting there, you know, eating their dinners, but you know, you can't. <laughs> I think the roughest one besides the majesty uh, that, that was rough for like, you know, a good 24, 36 hours. I was on the sun Viking also in the med and we hit a storm near Israel and it was really rough. It wasn't like super high seas, but I think it was like really, really windy, but the ship was rocking and, and the cabins that we had on that ship, again, on, the, on those small ships, I was in a deck seven cabin up near the, on the bridge deck. The, the cabinet doors would not stay shut. It was as we were flopping from side to side, the doors would just open up and slam and open up and slam. And I tried tying it together as best as I could, but I mean, it was, it, it was pretty rough. Hey, Chrissy, uh, we heard about one of your, um, very good clients. Did you ever have just a horrible experience with passengers in the beauty salon? 
I can honestly say, I think I must have felt really, really lucky. All, you know, any of the clients I ever had, you know, they were always so sweet and lovely. I never had any real bad experiences. Um, you know, they were always so nice. You weren't a massage therapist, so you never got the, the weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> this is true. <laughs> Thankfully, <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, now I got I to gotta ask, as you were in the, uh, the client uh, treating, you know, the, the passengers and stuff, did you ever um, hook up with a, a passenger or a client? I didn't. A hundred percent, no. Because, well, we, you know, we were told that it was, you know, it just wasn't a good idea, but I am, um, I did have a, um, you know, a passenger that, um, you know, showing interest and, you know, kept booking treatments. And then I think we were in Philadelphia at this stage. And um, when they were getting off the ship, they did actually um, give me their card, <laughs> said, you know, if you ever want to visit America, you know, um, here's my email, here's my you know, business card. It was a lawyer. I should have said yes. <laughs> in, in hindsight, you know, <laughs> I'm still a little young and naive, I think. So I'm just curious because I, I used to hang out with a lot of people from the salon. I have some really good friends from, from the spa. And I remember when, when Steiner took over because it was a different company that, that did some ships back in the 90s. Um, Steiner was known for really pushing sales pretty hard. Did you find that that was the experience that you had with them? You did have to push hard on sales to really boost your income. But, you know, they were they were great at the product training. Um, and there were some products absolutely fell in love with. Right. You just wanted people to have them because, you know, you had tried them yourself. You knew they were so good. You know, we, we, did, have, um, we did have some great laughs and stuff, you know, especially port cleans, you know, it was a long day you know one of the managers would come up with a great idea I think we should have some training girls you know and it's like three in the morning we're like no <laughs> because by the time we go to bed then we've got to get up for you know say the next day's stock day you know so you had like two hours sleep you know after your train in the port clean which we always had fun at anyway you know we tried to make them as fun as possible hmm. but yeah you, you really did have to push the sales and obviously if you wanted to make good money and getting on a good column like a treatment you know like an ionothermy or a, a facial column the products pretty much sell themselves so now in the right. salon selling uh, people did, did you guys get any sort of like commissions yeah you made um you obviously got paid on your you know paid a percentage on your treatment but then you got you know commissions on your sales as well so huh. um you could really double your salary you know if you had really good sales i mean i remember one of my first cabin mate actually um she was a hairdresser you know, out of the whole salon, you know, she used to pick up really good paychecks just as, you know, as a hairdresser, it's really hard to sell other products, you know, but she just, she just had the knack. It was nothing to her just to, you know, when she'd come out with, you know, bags of stuff for, you know, for people and she'd just blow dried their hair, you know, <laughs> they'd be taken home two and three bags, you know, or they'd come back and they'd say, I, I need to speak to Sophia because I, I want to get other products. And she'd just come out with more bags, you know, so she I must admit, she was an inspiration for sure. She, you know, she was a totally natural salesperson and obviously showed me a few tricks as well. Do you remember who the salon manager was? when you were on the R1? Keely Sharp, ring a bell? I don't think she was my man. I, I've heard of Keely Sharp, but I'm really struggling to think who, that, who it was. Um, oh, that's all right. I, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't really know anybody except for Keely, and I thought I just thought I'd see if, see if she, you worked with her, but that's all right. I think, 
I think the f- actually you've re- you have actually reminded me the first the first manager I did have and how I could forget when I think about it she was actually from Ireland so yes we had her for three months and then um, and then we got a guy but I do remember hearing her name but I never got her to to have as a manager. Well, did you have any other stories that you wanted to share with us? Well, I don't know if it's if it's going to be interesting, but it's just like a quick, you know, um, story that um, just makes me giggle. Um, when we were on the R1, um, obviously people leave and new people come on. And there was a particular girl that she'd been so helpful and she'd been on maybe for like a month or two when I'd started. And she was leaving um, and we were in Santorini and she said, you know, I've never gone to Santorini and gone up the mountain on the donkey. And I said, okay. So there was about three or four of us. We'd always taken the chairlift. Um, so we went, we said, well, this is an experience. You know, we'll, we'll try this. It's her last, it's her last Santorini, you know, we'll indulge her. So we all agreed to go up uh, the, the uh, I don't know if you've ever been to Santorini, but it's like a volcanic mountain. You go up it either on a chairlift or on a, on a donkey. Um, so we all agreed we'd, we'd we do this for this girl, seeing as she was so lovely and leaving. So we all got on the donkeys and we're just all waiting to set off. And I'm thinking it's going to be like slowly, slowly, you know, we'll just meander up this mountain. So we did for about three minutes. And then next thing, the donkey I was on decided that it wanted to get up the mountain super, super fast. Um, <laughs> it, literally, it literally took off. And I'm holding this on to this donkey for dear life. We're going around this mountain and it seems to go on forever. And I'm like, why, why, you know? And I'm just thinking, hold on, hold on, don't fall off. We literally get to the top of the mountain and I'm like, <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> the guy's like, and I'm like, what made it do that? You know, why, why? You said it was going to be nice and slow and we'd see Getting scenery. <laughs> you know, I didn't see nothing. All I could see was, you know, holding on for dear life to this donkey, you know. And apparently it was because his love interest was at the top of the mountain. <laughs> and that's why it wanted to get up there super fast, you know, to, to see his uh, to see his, his his love. I never took the donkeys up. Did it was it like a switchback where you're going back and forth or was it kind of a circle around? Because I don't remember how they how they got up there. I just remember uh, telling people, don't don't take the donkeys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good advice. Good advice. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I believe from what I can remember, because as I say, it was a very quick journey. It it went round the mountain on the outside. So you can imagine I'm looking over and going, oh, my goodness. Isn't it like close, not too far from a ledge? Or, yes. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not doing that. No, 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 no. It's, it's steep. It's steep. It just yeah. dropped straight mm-hmm. off. And so no. it had to have been, had to have been scary because you it, had to have been around the edge, close to the edge of falling off, right? It was not so close, but I could definitely see the edge. And I'm thinking, you know, this could just really end badly, but it just, it really just did happen quite fast. And I just thought, you know, just, just hold on as hard as you can. And this donkey is just going, woof, 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 you know, and when it gets to the top, it just went, just pulls up. And I'm just like, oh, thank God, you know, I've stayed on it, got off. And I'm like, Meh. <laughs> it was, but after that, I always took the chairlift. <laughs> you know? I, I would. And do people ride the donkeys down as well? They can do that. Um, but I think a lot of people either walk down and take the chairlift down. And I did actually mean to Google because um, 
it's a place I absolutely loved and would still love to go back. No, I I rode horses on the side of a on the side of a mountain in North Carolina, and they just walked, and I did not enjoy that whatsoever because you could see from the trail it was like steep down, and I did not enjoy it whatsoever. And that was North Carolina. I can't imagine it was much steeper in Greece on that. No, no, no. That's... We're in uh, um, Costa Rica on the song of America and we went on a um, horseback riding tour and it's good that the donkeys are horses in this case, know the trail. They've done that, you know, many times and they, they have their own pace and you just kind of hang on and stuff, but we're riding up in this thing. And, you know, up here you've got monkeys and stuff swinging in the trees and that was cool. But the trail that we were on was just as wide as the horse and that was it but you're looking straight down and at the bottom of the uh uh there's like a river down here that was i don't know maybe a couple hundred feet down but it was straight down and in the river crocodiles <laughs> like and like if you fall you're done for like that's it yeah but. i don't think you have to worry about the crocodile at that point if you fall from <laughs> one or two hundred feet yeah, you're crocodiles done least your worries <laughs> yeah that's the least that of your worries yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey uh chrissy i don't I, I can't remember if you told us but when did you leave ships you started in 2000 when did you leave um, 2005 was my last oh, okay. ship. Yeah. Okay, so you did a pretty good, pretty good little jog there. 2005. <laughs> I did. Did you, did, did you, um, what, what made you leave finally? Did you finally just have enough? I think, yeah, it was just, um, the long commitment, you know, cause even though the contracts were shorter, I was just getting older and just kind of wanted to put down some roots, um, somewhere. And then that's when I decided to, you know, to leave. Um, and then, um, that was in the November of 2005. And then I moved to Malaga in March, 2006. And like I say, I thought I'd, you know, try it for a year, say how I got on and, you know, I'm still here. So it's worked out well. Do you know Gordon Watman? No, I don't know. Because oh, <laughs> I hear there's a lot of British expats in Malaga. Is that correct? It is. I live um, in a, like maybe say 50 minutes from you know, the center of Malaga in a place called Fingerola. Um, and it's got a big, a big English expat community. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's like a home from home, really, you know, so there's lots of Irish bars, you know, lots of English bars. Um, I Gordon, can speak Gordon Spanish. But, is he, is he English? Yeah, he's yeah. English. Okay. He lives You've got to run into I... Gordon Watman because he is, he's out there and he's a, fantastic. <laughs> he's an old he was a cruise guy. director. Yeah. He was an old cruise. He was a cruise director. Um, I actually know a hotel director at princess. Uh, I know, but he's German. He lives in Malaga as well, I believe. So, so what's the difference between Malaga? Is it Malaga Spanish and Barcelona Spanish or are there two different? Uh, no. Barcelona's or... Barcelona's Catalan. It's a, it's, it's a weird mix of like spanish and french kind of it's it's a little it's you can understand a lot of it if you speak spanish you can understand quite a bit of catalan but it you you definitely miss some things that don't come across the same hey uh chrissy we've just got a few minutes left here did you um did you ever have a thing where you almost missed a ship or uh were involved in any uh wild parties that would be a yes One incident, I'll just explain quickly. Um, we were in, uh, I think it must have been some part of Greece, and uh, me and three other girls, you know, let's just say it was it was hair-raising because 
we had uh, to be back on the ship. I think it was like three o'clock. It was like a really quick trip. We kind of hemmed and had, should we go, should we not? And then we got this, you know, we thought, well, we'll go there and we'll get a taxi back. Um, and the taxi you know, driver, he was taking us to every place that a ship could exist, but not the place that we wanted to go to. <laughs> it was like, yes, this is really nice and we can see lots of little boats, but this is not where our ship is. You know, He was just taking us to random pieces of water with different boats. And we were like, and my, at one point, my friend, she got out like a piece of paper from her bag and she's trying to draw like this big ship you know we're thinking we are so close to missing the ship you know I think we got there about 10 to 3 you know so we'd literally 10 you know 10 minutes to get on it but I think that was the closest ever so I think we all learned our lesson that day so give us your best sign language version of a big ship (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think we were doing stuff like trying, you know, like boop, boop, you know. <laughs> there was God on our side that day because he got the message, you know. <laughs> we were just like, you know, waves big you know and, and he was like ah yes I, and, and his Greek, you know, was obviously saying, ah, I know where you need to go. And we're like, like Yes. And as we came close, we were like, oh, yes, this is where we were meant to be. Yeah. Hey, do you remember do you remember any party stories from the Renaissance ships? Because it seems like we didn't really party much in the cabins on those Renaissance ships. Everybody kind of went to the crew bar. Do you do you remember how it was? Oh, it was it was it was fabulous. The, the, the best crew bar ever on the ship and um, was definitely the Renaissance because everybody met there. You know, there was no other other ships that had, you know, like an officer's mess or they had different locations. Uh, people went to the discos or, you know, the clubs upstairs. You know, everybody just literally went to the crew bar and it was just a mess, you know. <laughs> and you, you know, at the end of the month, you got that dreaded bill, you know, and you'd be like, how much? You know, or you, or you couldn't even buy a beer because you hadn't put credit on your card because you'd used it the night before, you know. It's like, but I couldn't. No, but you did. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was one of the perks of, of working in the purser's office that we could see what our bill was before the end of the month so you had an idea of how much you were spending so you could always like tailor like okay i gotta watch out these this last week i gotta take it easy <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know you go up and they're like you don't even have a dollar in your cars, you know, it's crushing. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Now, Eric, being, being that you were in the purser's department as well, did you ever move money over to somebody else's card like Brad? And no, he, I never, I never did that. I, not that I can recall. That's, <laughs> the most, that's the most genius thing I've heard. I didn't even know that you could do that. And Brad's like, oh yeah, if I was full, I'll just well, put on this guy's. These guys, these engineers, a lot of them engineers, they had like $200, $250 credit and they never, Never spent a dime on it. No, not and it didn't dime. roll over. It's not like it rolled no. over. You you had no. a budget for that month. That month that, and, that yeah um, that you and were given, and if you didn't use it, and you'd see all these guys with just yeah. goose eggs everywhere, and you're like, Psh, nobody's <laughs> going to know. So no. so be, be they, they they could be out there spending that anyway. What's it matter if they're spending it or am I I'm spending it? Somebody's spending it. So, did, <laughs> so Brad, did you have ever have like a chief purser like Brad? I've noticed that you've had two drinks this entire last cruise. What's what's up? Oh no, no, he only no, moved it over noticed. after no, but it was usually after you you used up your portion. It wasn't like right. 
Yeah, he would use up his portion first, and only once he was done with that, then huh. you know, right, yeah, then you yeah, could use somebody yeah. else's part. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And see, it was a lot of, when I'm talking about doing this. This was the days when you hand wrote the check, and we manually typed it in. It wasn't a card. Yeah, you know, yeah. once the cards came out, then that you know, yeah. you're you're. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you can still, but you it was still a lot, move charges over. Yeah, right. it was a little trickier. I mean, you were you're <laughs> taking a little risk but, i mean it wasn't like we we're stealing money they they had the money allocated so right. you know who's who's spending it doesn't matter just moving digits yeah that's all it was <laughs> but anyway well chrissy um did you have anything else you wanted to tell us before we let you go i think that that's everything for sure i've really enjoyed it and hopefully other people will enjoy it too and uh, i look forward to seeing it when it goes live thanks so much for coming on let your friends know about this of course keep listening to the podcast if you know of anybody else that has some stories that would they'd like to share then have them get in touch with us because we want to hear them Chrissy, thanks for coming nice on thank you <laughs> have a great evening Bye-bye. So she was our first spa person that we've had on. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. They would like, you know, I mean, the people that were really good at sales would sell you anything. Some of them were really, really good salespeople. Hey, everyone. The ship is about to set sail, which brings us to an end for today. We hope that you enjoy the podcast. For bonus audio and if you would like to see this podcast and video, please visit our YouTube channel, my ship story you can also find us on facebook and instagram as my ship story don't forget to let us know if you're a past or present crew member and if you have a story that you would like to tell or if you like you can email us your story for us to read on the air email us at my ship story podcast at yahoo.com that's my ship story podcast at yahoo.com goodbye for now and be sure to tune in next week same time as we'll have a new podcast every monday bon voyage